コミックトーク 616A ようこそ。このシーズンはマッシュ・ボノ・モーシーズ・マンスター・バース・アブ・マドネスことが話します。You are listening to Comic Talk 616, a podcast on all things nerdy.We can be found on Anchor FM or anywhere you choose to listen to your podcasts. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, comictalk616.weebly.com. Like, they don't sunburn. The, like, if the sun look like they, if they look at the sun the wrong way, they burn. Like, you know how powder's white? Rachel's transparent. <laughs> so those like, aren't freckles you're seeing, those so are just like spots on her muscle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so this is an interesting conversation. It is. With that being said, welcome to Comic Talk 616. I'm Steve. Hey, welcome to Comic Talk 616. I'm Matt. And I went out of order, didn't I? Hey, welcome to Comic Talk 616. I'm Jake, aka Lord Face Tat. Hey, welcome to Comic Talk 616. I am Mike. We're just all gonna say welcome to. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey, show. welcome to Comic Talk 616. I'm Kyle. Oh, yeah. Hey, Talk Kyle. About... Don't, don't forget to say hi. Hi! I'm Kyle! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Kyle got very energetic. It's all the monster he drinks. Oh, you know what you should Drive send him instead? Depends. Since he's got, like, uh, food poisoning, send him to Pens and Monster. Give <laughs> me an address. As soon as they answer. And a uh, chafing cream. Oh, wait. No, wait, 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 wait. I have his number. Why don't I just... <laughs> just a whole box. <laughs> Heard you ate some bad food, man. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna call him. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, that's terrible. If man. we're asking for that's an terrible. address, maybe we don't want to do that, right? Here, like for me. Yeah, he really is. He really is stuck. Anyways, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before, we're a podcast that talks about fandom, everything from anime, comics, um. Movies, Dungeons and Dragons, video games, transparent sisters, <laughs> angry Irishmen, some crazy science stuff sometimes, cholo metal, cholo metal. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's your guys this week? Anything fun? Anything cool? Cool, new. It was a long, it was a long week. I, it, was an, it was an okay long week. What did I do yesterday? I remember the weekend anymore. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, went and got tire, new tires put on the car. Nice. Exciting. Me and a friend from work, Andy, who has been on the sh- not not Andy Grimes, but Andy Einstein, who's been on the show once or twice. Oh yeah. Killed some zombies on Outbreak on 
Black Ops or Cold War. Yeah, nice. Last night for a while. That's cool. It worked all week. Awesome. Yeah, I was stuck on the side of the road for nearly four hours Wednesday morning, starting at about a quarter after one. That's why I didn't make it to the midweek thirty news. Ah, uh, yeah, that's sad. <laughs> Waiting for a tire repair. You missed. Uh, you missed. I missed uh, John Cena. Yeah, <laughs> surprised he didn't come tonight. But he Dylan didn't. Cena, John Interior. <laughs> I think, you know. Here's the thing. Dylan's a huge wrestling fan, so calling him John Cena, he loves it. He does light up <laughs> yeah. a little bit when you say it. Yeah, so, you can see the glow on his face as he starts to smile. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely... So, a, I was a, so shocked when I saw him, because I was just like, wait, are you real? Like, I kind of did that whole thing. Up, just so, like, are you no, really? I knew he was going to be there, because he, he texted me asked what time we met. Oh. I didn't. So, like, I thought maybe he was, like, going to meet up with, like, Diego or Elisha. So it was, like, more of a coincidence. <laughs> uh, turns out Lindsay just doesn't love him that much anymore. No, I think the whole having a newborn during COVID thing, they're actually, you know, hanging out with people in person more. No, 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 no. Lindsay's meth business took a dip during COVID, which most businesses well, do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're you know, meeting and, with people more often now. Right, and dude, so you know, I'm being more subtle. Oh, Listen, so. we don't have to. We don't have to hide. We know baby means meth. <laughs> let's, let's 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 be honest. We all we all know Lindsay's extracurricular. She's a peddler. So, she watched Breaking now, Bad and got inspired. So just you could just, find her, you could just find her. Just as a quick thing, since they haven't been on the show for a while, and people might not know the, you know, have jumped on since they've been on, don't know the inside joke, Lindsay and Dylan aren't meth dealers, they don't cook meth, they're not on meth, they don't touch meth. It's an inside joke. They do. Lindsay has an Etsy okay, store that's... where you can buy it. It's the good it's cra- stuff. craft meth, you know, like how people have beers and like other things, you know, she's got... It's craft. Yeah, it's, it's craft meth, you know. It's art- yeah. artesian methamphetamine. Artesian. Hints uh, of lavender. Small batch. So, some cocoa, vanilla. Artesian small batch <laughs> meth. Oh my god. So it turns your Kool Aid blue. Speaking of small batch, you have any of that? Uh... <laughs> Root beer? No, this in your cabinet. Oh. Oh, you're, yeah. You're a stormtrooper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want me to open it? Um, yes. Oh, please. you want to move the dungeon box? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, nerdy news or nerdy news? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, weeks. weeks. So. Uh, Mike, how was your week? As I get nice and close to the. It was good. Just busy. Worked a lot. Um, went by quick. Yeah. Nothing too crazy for me. Uh, see, I started downloading that new game. Or it's not even super new anymore. It's been out for a few months. Outriders, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Oh, is it any good? I I just started downloading. Do I haven't even yeah, I have a little bit. I haven't even gotten to to really play it yet. But Ooh. I have a buddy that keeps telling me it's good, so I'll get online with him here this week and play it. I forgot something. Don't worry. I'll do it. I'll talk about it. <clears throat> Uh, what did I do this week? Oh, this week. So for Displacer, we finally laid down uh, scene one. I thought it was going to be a lot more um, 
that was gonna take a lot longer, and I forgot that everyone actually knows what the F we're doing, kind of. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. I... So. Uh, I, I think the line that won the night, for those of you who don't know, um, I started a band with Mike from Kill Zero. We're kind of doing a concept hardcore thing with like a little bit of D&D, and so we have narration, narrated parts in between songs to kind of help flavor up the music. So we did scene one. Um, anyways, so the line that won the night was um, the Minotaur went moo. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> and it wasn't even just like a. It was like a like a like a slight pause, and then he just goes, "moo," <laughs> and I was like, in his deep minotaur voice. It wasn't nice. even like cattle sounding. It was Fantastic. you know sounded like, like dude flat saying, out saying "moo." It sounded uh, kind of picture um, Patrick Warburton saying "moo." It was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, just deadpan, deep voice. Okay. That, that happened. So, you know, because we were, we were thinking, we're like, cool, we could add in, like, how sounds to, like, enhance the character. But when he just flat out said me, we're like, no, that's just going to be a thing now. He's going to be really bad at being a cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, because he's a he. <laughs> but anyway. You anyway, know what, Steve? You're just, that's full. Just, that's bull. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fine. It's That's been a what lot I of fun. It's All my lines are complete because reasons. Wait, you did all of them, like the for the entire script? Unless there are flashbacks with my character. My character. Oh no! Wait, yeah, because you're dead. You're dead. My character dies early on. Well, no, because scene two, right at the beginning, like scene two barely starts. Like, I've got one line for scene two, and it's like as he's dying. That's fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you're dead. Uh, yeah, so I went ahead and recorded that and sent it with the rest of them. You should still so hop on this to help get people I'll hop on to listen because I'll be at work, so I can't really... Right. I can listen to what's going on, but I can't really... You can still interject and be like, hey, this is like how I... Uh, so Steve died this week, too. Oh. Yeah. I... Oh, and obviously you haven't heard it. I, I think it's someone by best, best Acting. Oh, I listened to it. Did you? Mm-hmm. It's really good. My death. Oh, I haven't listened to your death. No, I was gonna say you. You would have remembered if you had. It was good. Everyone did really good. Really good. I'm. I'm super. I'm. I'm excited. Another really good part is. Uh, so, Kaylin and Kyle are playing this bard who has a crush on an, on a, on this elf. And since they're married, basically the whole thing is Kyle like trying to hit on her. For but the he's like part. hitting on her in song. And he's like getting rejected hard. It was hard. so great. It's good that I was muted because I was laughing hard. When the first, when the first song he started singing to her, I just started laughing. I couldn't hold it in. The rejection. Sounds fantastic. But, yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> so, this week I am starting to DM again for my other group. The Saturday group. Um... We're getting characters together. And we started a mini session. I'm doing stuff a little differently than before. Because before I followed a module for the game. Mm. For this, I'm kind of like not following the module very closely. Because it was kind of lame. <laughs> like, the way they the progression in it was really railroady, And I don't want to do that. I give people a little more freedom. Like, I have a 
ideas. Modules are nice for getting started on things. Well, there's some that or are for new players. There's some that are no. Well, there's some of the modules that are still good for other players too. But uh, there's some of them that are a little too. There's too much railroad going on. Yeah, like it's good if you're like if you are doing like a Saturday thing pickup game thing where like some people are coming, some people are going, or like a one shot. Or... Oh yeah, might be a little different, but cool. Yeah, but this one I'm trying to like so. But I'm having a lot of fun because I'm, what I'm doing is like I am using the same a lot of the similar stuff from the module, and I am using the same like I'm using the same world, so I'm playing it off as their own version. And I think that's kind of the intention is that you have your own like version of the Forgotten Realms. So that's super fun. Yeah, had fun with that. Uh, I heard you you also uh, checked out the first episode of Loki. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Did you check it out? Were you up there? Yep. Yeah. I saw it too. Watched it today. So good. Jammed mm-hmm. pack full of Easter eggs. There's a lot of Easter eggs. Easter's been over for months now. Maybe. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. <laughs> uh, goodness. One that I didn't notice, apparently uh, at one point... Spoilers. After... Yeah, spoilers. A little spoilers. You know, okay. s- skip ahead about 15 seconds. Um, I think shortly after he bumps into the time place or whatever. Yeah. Um, they show uh, Peggy Carter. Apparently. Oh, I didn't miss that. Peggy, Peggy, or yeah, I don't. I was told Peggy, so. I'll look in the background again, like. And that is could, the time? So it's either Peggy or Sharon, one of the two. I I was told Peggy, but I didn't see, so I don't know. Is that weird time force thing an actual thing from the comics? Yes, it is. It is. Because when I saw it, I was like, they're just like... It's a, it's a little different. Right, because I was you know, like, this, they, is, this is ridiculous. They're molding it to the MCU more, like like so, everything, so it's, it has its own flavor. Right, so like... But it's it's similar to... Sorry, it's similar to the Time Agency and uh, Umbrella Academy. Okay, there, it, are some, there are some similarities there. So it felt really weird. Like, it was too, like, wacky, I felt like, a little bit. Because I was like, this is like Howard the Duck wacky. And I'm like, this is really weird. There's no way that this weird thing's in Marvel, and then it's there's no okay. <laughs> I I get I know I just said sentence. Howard the Duck. No, you just said the sentence. There's no way there's something that weird in Marvel. There are way weirder things well, in Marvel. So well, I, I meant think... that just like campy, like so. Marvel always has like some like somewhat serious undertones. Most of, most of the time, like, this yeah. Is but like... then every now and then, there's something like this that comes along. Right. Like, oh, so the, well, the time people, the time police that I got the vibe off of from apparently what I've been told is like wavy, wackily, flatable and tude man kind of kooky is like the descriptor for it. So it is just... what? You know, the it's crazy wacky, inflatable tube man that people put. Oh, okay. Like kind of just like... it. Yes and no. Because there's some really wacky campiness to them. But there are moments where it gets real so fast and so yeah. like you're like... What just happened? These guys are hardcore, but they're like, okay, so they're like, yeah, they're flipping, again, they're flipping, flipping about things. We're like, these guys are homicidal maniacs. Okay, fair. Well, I mean, this is also coming from the same universe where there's a Thor frog, which used to be human, or there's a pet thing that goes around eating planets. Well, so okay. I think this with is a dumb 
I think helmet looking thing. That helmet's cool. You, I hate that look so much. That's why Galactus is going to kill us. I think this, people like you are just mean. I think this <laughs> well, this agency is like a smaller thing. I'm pretty sure like it's one of those like there's a lot of organizations in Marvel and some of them are like I put them on tiers. They'd be like on the D tier, a little further down. Oh, like so, there are Asian time travelers. They're so clandestine <laughs> that Loki has never heard of them. Well, and, yeah. well, and the thing is that like in yeah. the comics, like they're not as interesting as other stuff going on. So. Right. I mean, like they've like they're interesting when they need to be. Okay, so he, right. I guess so that makes sense. Like, to be interesting. If you haven't heard of them, then they're doing their job right. I guess is the well, and basically, it, yeah, and that's yeah. the way it seems. And, like. Uh, if if you haven't done something to alter the time stream, you'll never hear of well, Steve's effed. Which Steve? Rogers. Oh, Rogers. Yeah. You, yeah, you're effed. Too many Steves. I, well, I no. Because here's the thing: he does go back and alters Steve. the timeline by not getting trapped in ice. Which theory? Okay, now that makes sense. Here's the thing. I can see where King the Conqueror might come in eventually. Because here's the thing. Originally, King the Conqueror tries to mess things up because Steve Rogers effed up the timeline at some point. Um, this was more apparent in Avengers vs. Mighty's Heroes. Turns out it wasn't Steve Rogers. Anyways, he messes up the timeline, so King's like, cool, because you messed up the timeline. My bathing over here is like getting evaporated by time. I'm going to F you up and then make you die and then fix time. So that way, like, I can get back with my boo thing up there. It was like in a weird frozen time tube yeah so i'm assuming assumptions because steve went back in time and stayed with peggy maybe maybe yeah well that's a huge that's a huge thing though steve rogers is supposed to be trapped under ice i think he can't be in two places at once that's you are over theorizing i am over theorizing but just saying my theory does make a little bit of sense let, let the show let the show be the show for now. The one episode. Yeah. There's one episode they time traveled like twice. I haven't I haven't <laughs> even watched the episode. I've already got like a red is, string board going it, on. It is so good. Though. It is so, good. Yeah. And it's it's dropping on Wednesdays, I'm assuming so that it doesn't interfere or isn't you know, because Bad Batch is dropping on Fridays. So I'm assuming that they went to Wednesdays with Loki just so those two shows are on you know, different days. I yeah. started that out too while I was there. Dude, it is so good. I started out and watched like the first three. Yeah, it's so good. And I was like, hey, I need to go sleep. We watched the fifth and sixth episodes today. Oh, nice. I've been, on that one I've been waiting because I just want to watch it all. Binge it. It's binge pretty it. darn good. It is. So it's, it's been nice though. Just a real quick. to watch during the It week. seems yeah. a lot like Star Wars 18. Which is fantastic. I kind of got the vibe though when they first well. showed him in Clone Wars though. Cause I, I like, think that's. I think I that's, like, this uh, is this is the eighteen Star Wars. I think that's who they're kind of. I think that, that's Dave Filoni's. I, I think that's what inspired that. Right. Team. It's like eighteen featuring Rambo. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the look of that character. I love the Rambo, the Rambo esque look. The Rambo look is fun. It's funny because there's a point where they're trying to be disguised, and he still has the headband. <laughs> so like his, it's almost like Solid Snake too, because yeah. oh, it's just like he, you know, yeah, a little. Bit. I, I, th- I think they're, they, they've taken all the type of. I think what they did, they're just like, cool. We're gonna take every type of like trope that anyone's ever and played. Well, in like like Rambo yeah. A Team, they're like, cool. This is how Rambo would be if he was on the A Team. This is how so and so would be on the A Team. They basically made the A-Team's A-Team. 
But well, so like if you don't awesome. know, if you haven't started watching the show the or haven't watched Clone team. Wars, <laughs> this show starts right at the onset of the Empire. Okay. So they're tran they the Empire is like transferring from a clone army to stormtroopers. Like order and, like fall out from that. And they're the bad batch, so I'm assuming they didn't get the crazy psycho chip. The their their weird mutation. It goes there it's an addressed. Yeah, it's, addressed, it's addressed in the show. I'll say it's addressed there. I don't wanna Yeah. We don't want to spoil it because right. that is Well a I just big made assumptions because the they're the bad batch that like they're not all right in the head obviously that you know maybe not being all right in the head is all, all right. There's some, yeah, there's some cool stuff in that. It's really worth watching, if especially if you watched uh, Clone Wars. Especially if you watched Clone Wars. But even here's think, the thing: you are you even to listening watch... to the podcast if you haven't watched Clone Wars? Like, I mean, come some, on, I know. if you haven't finished Clone Wars, it's fine to watch. This. There's, there's still stops. a lot of there's still a lot of people that equate animation or cartoons with children's shows. Well, then they don't have their priorities. Well, these like, are they're either bad I, parents or bad people. <laughs> That's right. Well, these are set up so that you can they're watch them. They're family-friendly shows. Yeah. So kids are going to enjoy them, but parents are too. And, I mean, to be honest, there are arcs in Clone Wars that I didn't want, let my kids watch until they were a little older. Because there, there's some definite nightmare material in, in a couple of the story arcs in the Clone Wars. You're talking about all that episode Jar Jar in it, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> with more, in, in more seriousness, the uh, Night Sisters of Dathomir, like their form of dark side magic, is really scary. I just no, they reminded me of like the nice little grandmas that you go down kids. the street and they give them cookies. Right. Well, you're not a child, so that's a little different. You know, every, I mean, well, every kid's different too. You know, <laughs> it's a you know, but pick and, pick and I mean, your battles. Clone Wars, Bad Batch, they're fantastic writing, fantastic shows. So anyway, moving on. Yeah, uh, I definitely. <laughs> so yeah, check out Bad Batch so, if you so, can. Yeah, so that's one of the things I did this week. If you like Star Wars, watch it. Is it missing out? Are you even listening to this podcast if you don't like Star Wars? We have listeners and sometimes hosts that don't care for Star Wars, and they're wrong. So, I mean, yeah, they're wrong, but you know. Okay, but, so then why? Why are they like? Here's the thing: we don't <laughs> want them listening if they don't like Star Wars. I, <laughs> I'm just. I'm going to flat out say it: we don't want you. But we're like. No, no, you're wrong. Not, but really, we do. I mean, we want you to like walk off a cliff. Are you going to? Hey, hey, you talk with Mike. Hey, you talk with Mike, and you just you you keep your issues with Mike with Mike, okay, buddy? Here, here's the thing. He's. I think he's really insecure about being a Star Trek fan, but like it's. It's Pride Month, so it's like he can let it out a little bit. You know, whispering it doesn't make it better. Wow. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna move on from that. Um. So yeah. Nerdy news. <laughs> sure. Let's jump into the news. Uh, oh. So, uh, Critical Role did really, finally release their first game. The Ukotoa board game. The Ukotoa board game from Which Sharing to Friends. We're going to get some time and play as a podcast. Yeah, we should. We What's should the promise game? of the game? Because I didn't know that they were so, coming out of the game. Well, it's, oh, it's, it's just a board game, essentially. It's but just a board game uh, involving a sea deity that's part of Campaign 2. Okay, is it like a, it's a it, tabletop RPG, I'm assuming? It's, no, no it's, just a, it's just a board game. This oh, is just a board, board game. game. Well, this is a board it's game. It's a board game where you're basically sailors trying to escape Ukatoa as it kills everybody on the ship. Oh, fun. Oh, that's cool. It's a murder mystery. 
it's not even a mystery. It's just you're murder. straight it's just trying murder. to you're, you're straight <laughs> trying to sur- okay. You're straight su- trying to survive an attack by Ukatoa, and it's like last man standing wins. I think. I think you get oh, several. Yes. You get so many characters. It looks like yeah. Um, and it's like couple, people will stab you, each other not, in the back to survive. This is not a role playing game. Like just to get this clear, this is not a role playing game. This is just a board game. Yeah, it's flavored off of this cool thing, but it's not that thing. cool. So it's a role playing game. I'm gonna punch you. Square in the teeth. With <laughs> my foot. Don't forget to check out Critical Role's new role-playing game. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay, that being said, okay, okay so now here's, here's other news. They're doing a a short campaign in between two before they start three. Um, so I don't remember who's DMing it. Somebody else is. And then Matthew Mercer and I think Ashley Johnson and Liam O'Brien are part of it, but it's going to be like eight episodes or something like that. Okay. So this is so it's in really short, and it takes place in Exandria with different characters and and fun and slightly different time period from campaign two one and two I think. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Well, that's fun. So that's going to be. There'll be. It'll be. Nice to the mini camp. It'll be nice for Matthew Mercer to actually play a character for a little bit before. Well, because he does play DMing again. He does play on other like yeah other networks. Yeah, I I need so. to I need to start Critical Role. It's, I'm like gonna take you a bit, but yeah, I know I'm almost like caught up though with the, to the Magic Tavern. Like I want to do it, but you it's know, just, so like, I don't want to play trying to play catch up with two different podcasts. I was like, so yeah. I was pretty far behind, and like I stopped for a little bit just because like. Okay, if I listen too much, I'll realize that I stopped listening. It, I'm not, yeah. I'm not listening anymore. I'm like, it becomes, white, and you it miss becomes white noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I miss board things, and I don't even know where I am, and I get confused. So sometimes I take a little break yeah. and jump back. Yeah, other things. So I just got to the point where um, they talked about... <laughs> I just got to the point where they talked about Denver Comic-Con and realized, like, how far that behind was I was. three years ago. 2019. Yeah. Wow. Or two years ago. Two yeah. years ago. But I... But I'm like... They're like, yeah, we had a lot of fun with people. I'm like, they're talking about me. I was with people there. We were there. I was there, briefly. Yeah, that was only that was a year, about a year into campaign two. I know, and so like (laughs) now things that I saw there, like people's costumes and stuff, make way more sense, and I feel bad that like. Can you just like pick up on campaign three without? Campaign three hasn't started yet. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. So yes. when they start, yeah. it'll be yes. easy to pick up on it because you'll start yeah, you can pick up on it as it happens. I'll probably, so, just, I'll probably wait till then. Oh, and uh, they'll actually be in person and not pre-recording anymore. They can actually do stuff live again. Their uh, their talks machina episode that was for the final episode of campaign two was actually live in person finally because they've been you know California has been locked down hard and. So they've been recording stuff ahead of time, like separated from each other. So it's kind of sucked for them because they have like had very little contact with each other at all for the last like year and a half. Well, I'd say you moved to Colorado, but <laughs> they could just stay in California. We don't want to be clear. Move to um, Texas when they they do like every once in a while they'll do a promoted thing too. But I think I do some of that. Like, I love when somebody sponsors them because mm-hmm. like. It sponsored them one time. They did a Doom. Oh yeah, when they did the Doom one shot. The Doom one shot. That was the Doom Eternal one shot. Great. We should sponsor them. Which they're not. They're, they're doing. They're they play. Doing, they play us in a one shot. They're doing a one shot 
this oh, this week sometime. I don't know. Yeah. That's it's gonna feature Vox Machina and the Mighty Nine, apparently. Also, oh, they're wow. characters from both campaigns. That's yeah. crazy. That's awesome. I don't know. That's all I know about it. Like so. I said, I, I realized how far behind I am. I didn't like here's the thing. I should but I should be a comment I should be I, I should, Quit uh, making excuses. But we should be happy with me a little bit because while it is about two years. A little over two years. I got through the full of the first campaign and I'm up to this point. Yeah. I feel like I should get just a little I'll I'll hop on Crawley's Campaign three because I'll be able to just at that point I should might as well and then you can time. just as you can listen to one or two, one and two. Yeah, because I'm I'm on the cusp of being caught up on the magic tablet. Yeah, you know. I just yeah if you're if you're jumping, it's in, easier if you have lots of time to listen to things. Well, it's it, really easy for me to catch up the first year of campaign see, two. We know that I have lots of time to listen to it. Well, if you jump, so you have no excuse. No, if you jump into campaign three, I think it'll be good because then you can just. Just worry about week to week. The campaign, yeah. And, yeah. and then if week. you get behind, it's okay. You're a little bit behind. And then, and you can listen Don't to be like me. Just, Don't be 60 yeah. episodes anyway, behind. So, other 60. nerdy news. Other nerdy news. Yeah, for sure. Let's get this. Sorry. There's a big guy. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy single player game announced. From, yes. Um, they announced it. They yeah. showed it uh, for E3. Oh, did they? Um, yeah. Oh, it's set for release in October. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that far along. Cool. It's well, a lot more far along than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and it's cut, they cut, they did, they have a debut trailer that they put out already. <gasps> I don't know if you saw it, but. Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they got, they're like, we reported on it, I think, last week, and we, I didn't realize how far along it was. I don't think they the Square Enix had put out how far along they were either. To be fair, yeah. I think it was kind of a surprise. Um. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'll have to check out the the little. Re- was it like a reveal trailer? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll skip along, but uh, there I posted it in our chat because I got excited. They're going to do a new Rocksmith, which was just like play a uh, guitar here for your guitar. Not a huge deal. Just a thing that I was, it's cool. Um, but something else they did reveal that was very cool. Uh, pull that up. Darn it. All my stuff just went away. Why? Sorry. They are releasing a new game in the Warhammer 40k, I believe. The, like the Space Future. Warhammer universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks pretty fantastic. I didn't. Um, I'm not really a super like. I don't follow it as close as I'd like to, but I like the I like the all the stuff in this universe. Darn! I, I know I know Warhammer 40k because Andy is like a huge fan of it. Like. It's it's one of the it's not very often Andy uh, praises something so well. Well, the thing is, like, it's like a, it's it's from, like space D and D, right? Well, it's like to, it's a tabletop system that people can use, but also like there's a past and a future. There's all kinds of stuff going on. So this is like a fantasy future where like 
in you know imagine like a Star Wars mixed with D and D essentially, right? Or something to that effect, right? Um... But the game looks really cool, and the setting looks awesome. Uh, Polygon had an article on it. I just wanted to say it, it looks cool. Uh, yeah, we can jump over to comic book news. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, before we hop on there, they released a trailer for the game, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. They did. No, no, I did talk about that. Oh, you did? Well, yeah. I wasn't attention. I was saying wow. <laughs> I won't lie. You saw the, you, you saw the old I was, one. I was a whole other world. We saw a story. There was a story that came up that we thought was... Switching out, so. Um, so anyways, in comic book news, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into that. Sure. Because my name is Kyle. My name is Kyle. My name is Kyle. <laughs> I disrespect women. I hate drywall. And I feel a monster. And talking about feelings of my parents upsets me. And... Why'd you go into, like, a Texas accent? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're doing the Darkhold event. They're doing the Darkhold event. It's going to be awesome. Yay, Darkhold event. Yeah, so, um... Tell us about that. Yeah, so this new Marvel comic epic will kick off in Darkhold Alpha. Um, basically, for hundreds of years, scholars and heroes alike have searched for the Darkhold, a.k.a. the Book of the Damned, uh, written by Elder God something-something. Uh, Can't say his name. Uh, we'll say Kyle. The phone? There is... It's a, it's a word more on Marvel's mystic side, so like, right. It's some lesser known. Right. Things. So now Doctor Doom's one of the greatest sorcerers in the multiverse. What's new? What has Doom not done? Okay, here's the thing. Doctor Doom is like Elon Musk. He's not really bad, but he's also not good either. Yeah. Like, let, let's be honest. Doctor Doom and Elon Musk are the same person. <laughs> what hasn't Doctor Doom done? He's literally created and destroyed a universe. He was Doctor Strange's best friend. He's been a good guy. He's been a bad guy. Like, sorcerer of... The greatest sorcerer of all time. Cool, buddy. Like, we get it. You can do a lot. Open up a successful restaurant. Let's see you do something challenging. <laughs> he has a country. I'm pretty sure they have restaurants there. But does he own it? Like, okay, no, here's the thing. He owns the country. Here's, this is what... You, you want a book where it surprises me where Doom does something... Cook a dish where, like, who's the douchey um, chef who yells at people? Wow. In That's just um, assumptive, but Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, really. Make a dish that impresses Gordon Ramsay. Do that, and then maybe we'll be like, oh, what a surprise. Uh, um, Heat it up with your lightning. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he becomes, like, one of the greatest sorcerers in the multiverse, and, uh, I guess this DD finds him, and to save them all, the Skyward Witch recruits a uh, group of the world's greatest heroes Iron Man, Wasp, Janet Wasp, Black Bolt, Blade, Spider Man. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty much like apparently this event is supposed to kind of change how magic works within the Marvel Universe because why wouldn't Doom change it up? Because that's another thing he does. He like, gets something, he's like, you know what? I don't really like it like this. We're just going to change it like this. Hey, Jake. Quick question. Hmm. Who hurt you? I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, like, people can't be surprised when Doom gets something and then changes it. It's not surprising uh, yeah, at this point. Yeah, I guess, but Marvel... It's comic books, Jake. 
I, I when you're like when they go like Captain America does something crazy. Changed anything? Because he's going to change how magic works. You are so assuming that assuming something. Have you not like seen the trailers and like the other stuff that I know? But you're jumping, assuming that that's all going to work out and be done. The editors have talked about how like in this event it's going to change. Yes, what what, what Doom does. what Doom what does Doom, changes how okay. magic is going but to But probably work. what the Elder God causes him to do, because it's going to... He's the one going to be pulling it's, the strings. It's still Doom. Okay. It's, no. It's still Doom. Hey, Jake, no. in, in every comic book promo, here's what they do. We're going to change the way you think about comic books. So... I, 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 what, I'm, what I'm saying, though, is just like... Just call down a touch, is what I'm saying. It's a pretty obvious trope. Anytime Doom does something, he changes something that drastically changes the universe. It's... He's done it a thousand times. Like I said, you want me to be surprised about Doom something? Doom, Doom doing See, something? Have okay. him impress someone who sucks. It's... But, according to this, it doesn't sound like it's Doom that they're having to go up against. Well, yeah. I'm... Again, Doom's fault. Just saying. No. Just because Doom found the book doesn't mean it's his fault that things are happening. It might be his fault. I, something, it might be. Something yes. tells me that this book has a big Do Not Touch <laughs> label on it, and Doom's just like, I'm Doom. I'll touch. Why? Because that's what Doom does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're mad that the dictator guy... I'm mad that Doom's doing what Doom does. Like, come on, man. Spice it up a little bit. Okay, but they've had him... Wear a red cape instead of a green one. Come on. They've had him literally do everything, man. I don't know what you're like... (laughs) That's the... I guess that's that's what's the thing. He's he's assuming that it's going to be Doom doing the things, but I, I don't know. It might not be. It might be Doom... Like, Doom might be the catalyst that causes... The event to happen, but I don't think he's going to be the enemy necessarily. Well, no, I think he's going to be the cause of it, and then he's like, "But you can't do this without me because I'm Doom." We get it, you're Doom. You say that to everyone. I bet. I bet when he checks out at a restaurant, he's just like, "This is ninety dollars." He's like, "No, it's not." And he's like, "Why wouldn't it be?" Because I'm Doom, and, I, and it works too. It works. He literally walks up to space aliens. And they're like, no, we're not going to give you the power to create universe. Jake, I'm sorry. I'm Doom. And they do it. Jake, I'm sorry you don't like this character. I love Dr. Doom. I'm just saying it is ridiculous (laughs) that all he has to do is say, I am Doom. And then they just, people just give him what he wants. I think there's a little more to it. There's usually a little more to it. Secret Wars, literally that's how it happened. Can you tell us more about the other comic books? There's more to it. Was there more? Or is that the only one that we had at all? Maybe insanely powerful with the magics. Maybe Doctor Doom's (laughs) going to start off a Kickstarter event. (laughs) And then this kind of segue to get into the next comic. No, so, hold on. His his Kickstarter event, they'll be like, description, I am Doom. Raises $2 million in like over the day. Why? Because I am Doom. Because because I am Doom. So that's yeah. our episode title. <laughs> so th- this is this is a, a big thing. So I think this started all at the beginning of COVID. Uh, McFarlane had a Kickstarter that he did for re-releasing a Spawn figure, and it raised. It was the original Spawn action figure. He got three and a half million dollars in 30 days with this Kickstarter event. 
I was a sucker that bought one of these figures. Um, I actually got two versions. One is Spawn with his meat face. And then the other one was just the original Spawn. And it's awesome. They're like in their original packaging. They got the um, Spawn issue one comic book with them. And there was three different versions you could get of each figure. And it was all the same figure. It just came with different heads, different weapons. Um, but on that note... Well, the McFarland toys are like on a whole other level of like awesome. Like They are. You're getting pretty good details. Like I'd probably almost, almost say like the same level of details that you get like on the Diamond Select toys that you buy for like two or three hundred dollars. You know? Yeah. At like a retail cost. Like yeah. it's stupid. Like I have a, a Batman one I'll pull out for like DC Death Metal and it is stupid detailed. It's super nice. It like McFarlane toys are like they, they've set a whole new game for like action figures as far as action figure production goes oh yeah and he's got his hands in everything Fortnite figures DC figures Mortal Kombat figures oh yeah Borderlands Borderlands figures like he has his hands in everything um so the you were talking about the new comic too yeah yeah, yeah. so so the new comic it, it seems like after he kick started the original figure now they've opened up Spawn's universe um it's issue number one and i guess that comic has already made let's see here uh or it sells over two hundred thousand issues yeah which is insane um let's see that's crazy that's a crazy moment so historically this is the this is the comic that sold more like copies on its first print than any other comic historically so this is like this is huge like comics have like sold out right but like not only did it make the most pre-sales any comics has ever had but it sold more first print editions like i i don't know but i think it'd be safe to say that like every single first print of this book will have left the shelves yeah by the time uh. They're, they're probably already working on second and third printings of this number one. Oh, I'm sure of it. Because it's... I don't know what's special about this one. I could be wrong, honestly. But I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not a spawn reader, so I wouldn't know exactly, like, why it's a big deal. But I think... Mean, doing something big. Yeah, he... I, I just... After doing the Kickstarter event um, through COVID, it was a... A sweet little deal. I think it was like 60 bucks per figure. But what you were getting with those figures, that worth is was ridiculous. And then you knew if you were if you were helping support it, you were getting your 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 figure or the two figures or however many you were gonna order. And it was just the original spawn figure remade. Um the detail on it is insane. Um and then now he's doing a medieval figure because that first the medieval spawn, since the first spawn yeah. did so well. Um but it's it's almost like he incorporated. Let's bring Spawn back. Let's get everybody back into that universe and let's uh, retell the story um, and make it relevant. Uh, but I I remember as a kid, Spawn was like Mortal Kombat. My parents wouldn't really let me read it. It's too gory and dark, you know. Yeah. Um, but then you walked up to him and told him you were Doom, and they let you write. That's right. I'm Doom. Nah, but it's. 
That's when they locked him in his room for a couple of weeks. Straight. And then I took the doors off the hinges. Called an exorcist <laughs> for the next five for the next five summers. That's right. No, but I, I do. I think McFarland just gets it. Everything's kind of at the perfect time for that for Spawn. He's in a video game right now. They were working on a movie. I don't know if they're still working on a movie. He's trying to make his character relevant. So it's doing a good. It's working. At this point, he's probably the most relevant character in comics because you don't sell two hundred thousand copies of a number one if your character's not. Well, isn't this, and isn't this the first like number one they've had for ever? since it first, first came, came out? out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's just also with the times, just with everything we went through through COVID and the character that Spawn is. You know, I people think need violence. That, yeah, yeah, that and. Man, he's awesome in Mortal Kombat. I love playing as him in that game. But, yeah. Cool. So, another really cool thing, I guess, talking about, um, you know, comics. So, really super cool, a smaller publisher. Uh, IDW has acquired 11 uh, 2021 Eisner Awards um, nominations. So, that's going to be pretty cool. We are going to do our best to follow it. Um on there but i think some of the uh the awards go to hey amateur uh what if we were cody invisible men the crow um yusagi jimbo oh yusagi jimbo yeah so uh there's they've got some good books um you know i'm not so so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if invincible doesn't make it on there um I'm going to read the nominations real quick. Yeah, go for it. So, for the best continuing series, they nominated Usagi Yojumbo, um, which is IDW. Best publication for early readers nomination is Kodi, K-O-D-I, which is top shelf. Um, best humor publication, What If We Were by Excel Lenoir. Uh, which is also top shelf. Best Anthology, Hey Amateur, go from novice to nailing it in nine panels, edited and curated by Shelley Bond, which is an IDW Black Crown title. Um, Best Graphic Album, New, uh, The Book Tour by Andy Watson, which is top shelf. Best Archival Collection, Project Strips. Uh, Gross Exaggerations, the Meshuga comic strips of Milt Gross by Milt Gross, edited by Peter Maresca, Sunday Press slash IDW. Um, best Archival Collection Project Comic Books, uh, Corto Maltese, The Ballad of the Salty Sea, which is by Hugo Pratt, and it's translated by Dean Mullaney and Simone Castaldi. It's uh, Euro Comics slash IDW. Um, best painter slash multimedia artist Jared Colum uh, for Cody. Uh, best cover artist Peach uh, Momoko the Crow, uh, Leth, which is an IDW title. I didn't know the IDW did the Crow. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, buff. Okay. So. Yeah. Normally it's like Boom Studios so, that does all the okay. franchise stuff. Cover artist for that Crow book, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 19, Mighty Morphin, number 2, Something is Killing the Children, number 12, Power Rangers, number 1, which are all 
uh, those ones are all Boom Studios, and then Dynamite and Vampirella, which are Dynamite uh, books, and then Marvel variants. Uh, uh, the Marvel variants, yeah, yeah, and then so best lettering Stan Sakai for Usagi Yojimbo. Uh, best comics related book Invisible Men, The Trail Blazing Black Artists of Comic Books by Ken uh, Quattro, which is Yale Books slash IDW. So that's Dang, the wow. nominations. That's awesome. That's a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That's a ten for one year. And I, I don't know exactly what top shelf is. I've never heard of it. I don't know if it's adjacent to IDW or I think it's a or something else. I think it's IDW's sister company. Is it? I think it's one of the like branches. Is one of the ones like kind of spreads out a little bit. Too. Yeah, it'll because Boom is kind of tied to IDW too, isn't it? Yeah, am I remembering right? Well, Boom is tied to Marvel. They're all tied together somehow. Either way, <coughs> I I think it'd be nice if we followed it and kind of like kept up to date. Like, it's it's nice. It's nice to see. Um, I kind of wish that they would add like awards for like artists and stuff. I could be wrong. They might do that. I've never really followed the eyes, the, the awards. Well, one before. of those I just read was for a cover artist. Well, I meant just like like series. I, I think they writers. do, but this was specifically for IDW right. pre- companies. So there are probably other artists being right. recognized from other managed. companies. We'll, yeah. we'll do our best to follow it, and um, I would, I personally would love to do an episode on the winners and talk about them and why if we yeah, agree or you know, we'll so. find out. I don't know exactly when the Eisner Awards right. is. If Six Gun Gorilla we'll check it out when it and happens, Battle yeah. Pug is not in there, I will be upset. I discovered a new book. It's called Battle Pug. Um, how would you like a... You lost me at Gorilla. No, here, here's the thing. Battle Pug is good. How would you like a pug whose sidekick is a barbarian and he's also a detective? Not the barbarian, but the pug. He's a giant pug. I don't like pugs or gorillas, so you've lost me. His sidekick's a barbarian. But it's a pug. He's a detective. He loses a leg. I don't care. A pig I want the pug to be the inept yeah, villain the that gets shanked on the first page. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> moving on. You really need to kill the pug? They're just going to die eventually anyway. I mean, yeah. unless unless the sidekick eats the pug. The pug's like 20 times the barbarian's size. He's a giant pug. Well, then he'll feed lots of barbarians. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation went crazy quick. Anyway, uh, hey, DC, Fable. is it DC Fables? Fables. Yeah, DC Fables is, uh, Fables is back. Yeah. Well, no, it's crossing over with DC, actually. It's from... Uh, Batman. Oh, Because okay. uh, Fables is put out by... Dark... I think it's Hold Dark Horse. Or... I think Dar- Vertigo. Oh, Vertigo. Ver- okay, Vertigo. yeah. I forget yeah. Vertigo's even a company sometimes. Yeah, I do too. I do. <laughs> so quiet. That's terrible. Like, didn't, like, didn't they... Aren't they the ones who did, like... No, it was, like, Image. They're so quiet about things sometimes. They're like, you forget things. Vertigo exist. has some cool titles. They, they do. do. Yeah, so Vertigo puts up fables. They're doing a Batman crossover with DC. Batman and Big Bad Wolf. That's awesome. Should be interesting. They did a, I think they had a... They had a game that... Uh, what's the studio? What's the studio that did all of the Walking Dead games? Um... Telltale, 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 yeah, Telltale, Telltale, Telltale. That's ones. They did a, they did a fable um, game one time, and I saw somebody like fables game. I saw somebody doing a let's play for it. Oh, cool! It's supposed to be set in that universe. It's pretty good. It was actually kind of interesting. That's awesome. The Big Bad Wolf is like a 
um, washed up detective. Oh. <laughs> so they like should they like talk about how he. Okay. Uh, so it's cool. It was, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to TV yeah. and cinematic. Let's jump to TV. But, uh, so. Netflix has announced a spinoff of the Castlevania series, but hopefully it's good because it's their the main character is going to be uh, Richter. Richter Belmont, which is a fantastic character. They did something kind of weird with they messed with the lore a little bit. I know it's not. I know that. Yeah, it's fine. Stop it's fine. messing up lore. Well, they messed with the lore. <laughs> here's how they messed with the lore a little bit. They made it like they're kind of crunching the. Uh, generations together a little bit. Yeah, they... Because, like... The setting... Because Richter should be, like... Richter should be not be born for about four... Three or four more generations. And they're having him, like... They're having it kind of continue 20-ish years after, I think. Nope. It's going to be set in the French Revolution. I know, but they're... They made Richter the kid. Huh? They made Richter their kid. When was the first one set? It They didn't say... They never said. They were pretty ambiguous um, about it. So this says... I'm pretty sure the first one was set in the Middle Ages. I know, but I'm saying they're kind of crunching it together. Okay. What I'm saying is the first one was set in the Middle Ages. This, this one is definitely being set during the French Revolution. It is being... there. There is a big I think gap. what Matt's saying is they've already introduced the character. But this is saying... This... I mean... According to this article, report on it, Netflix said that it's moving from the Middle Ages, ages to the French Revolution. They are, but they're saying that this that Richter is the kid of the current series, the people in the current mm. series. That's why I'm saying they mess with the lore a little bit. That's weird. Okay, because that no, because that's what they did. They had them have kids, and they introduced it right at the end. It was the big stinger at the end. See, this says, the series will focus on the story of Richter Belmont, a descendant of Trevor Belmont from the original series. Yes, they're supposed to be just in the original series, but they're yeah. with their tweets okay. and the things that they've been stating in the show. Mm. So it should be... Um, in okay, the games, there's several... Yeah. So, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's I more, see what you're saying. So I think they're moving the state of the world forward a little bit, which makes sense. Mm. That's fine. Interesting. It's just weird that they're doing it that way. Also, it's really weird that they like fast forwarded their series and then they're like, "Yeah, but we're gonna do more now." <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It's like the reason yeah. the reason that everybody liked this last series. Did everyone like it? A lot of people liked it is because of the action because they got to like conclude some stuff. That they I need were... to give it another shot because the action it was, was a slog just trying to get it through the first two episodes. The action was cool. The yeah. the action was cool. The new series has some issues, like I showed you, because mm-hmm. there were some people that couldn't record in the same place because of COVID. But this one guy sounds like he's recording in a different show. Well, like <laughs> he's he's on Mars. <laughs> so and there's some of the some of, evil bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some of it where it seems like. Um, Driving through Glenwood Canyon, bad. It seems well. It seems like they what they did, what they were trying to do at least, they didn't quite accomplish, because they were trying to make it sound a lot like the characters do in the game. But in the game, the characters are a portrait saying words. Yeah. And sometimes there's voice acting associated, but it's a portrait. These are moving people, sounding like portraits. Mm-hmm. And some of them sound pretty disjointed, like they're not in the same like. The characters don't seem like they're in the same 
Yes. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I, I get that, like, you know, there's a little, you know, there's going to be some variations and whatnot. One of them sounds like the sound guy took, this day off, took the day off, and they're like, oh, you guys went with the first take. Awesome. Cool. Way to record like with your AirPods. Yeah, it, one of them sounds like, straight up sounds like it's recorded <laughs> oh, with his AirPods. Man. So, yes. Anyways, oh, but yeah. I hope, so I, I'm hopeful for the new thing. Uh, I can't give a, like, a stamp of approval. Like, I can't, and I'm probably not going to watch it, like, right off the bat. I'll watch it eventually when it's, you know. I'll start watching it maybe a week or two after it releases, yeah. but. So, yeah. I'll mention this one just briefly since we already talked some about Spawn, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, McFarlane is helping uh, produce a um, a spinoff Spawn series uh, starring, uh, what were the characters? I don't remember. Sam and Twitch. Oh, yeah, the detectives. The detectives, yeah. That'll be cool. Like so, dark, gritty. Well, and it's basically these detectives that like come upon like supernatural murder scenes, essentially. Oh, it's kind of like yeah. Gotham, but with Spawn Universe. Yeah, yep. sort of. Yeah. That'd so cool. kind of that might be good, and you know, it sounds like the uh, movie is still in the works. So okay. I, I think it is. Good. I think McFarlane, I'm pretty sure it is. He's he's very so, like attentive to detail, so I don't think he's gonna put anything out. But he's not like. 100% satisfied with. Like, he knows what the fans expect, so. Well, and he wants, I think he wants to just make it right, because the first movie didn't do so good. What are you talking about? It was perfect. There's so nothing wrong with that movie he's, whatsoever. He's trying to make it. It is It is the epitome of cinema. All right, so. Anyways, to so talk about the epitome of cinema, uh, how about we tell you the epitome of, um... Best coffee. of Coffee, who will be bringing you this week's coffee, I mean, comic coffee list. segue ever. Uh, <laughs> comics list. You know, these comics will be coming out on June 16th. Anyways, Best Slope Coffee is literally the Best Slope Coffee in all of the Western Slope um, or in the Rockies. You definitely want to check them out. Um, we kind of do our morning show there every day. So if you live in the area of Western Colorado. It's two episodes in a row where he says we do that every day. We do that every Wednesday. Every, Not every day. I've gone there. He every goes every Wednesday. day. That's, I go, we every don't day do our show Wednesday. every day. Yeah. He goes every, every day. day on Wednesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> every day starting with W. On, on, in a different timeline, I'm there. We do it every day. Um, <laughs> Best slope coffee um, makes your Anyways, so... If you live in the Western Slope area, definitely check it out. You know, they're, they're in Fruta. They're an awesome little shop. If not, you want to go online. Go to bestlopecoffeeco.com. Um, they have plenty of subscription options. Those subscriptions options are? Uh, they are bi-monthly, monthly, and quarterly. And so you're going to want to check them out. You can get them ground, unground. They'll send you a bag and then some of their merch on the side. So definitely check it out. Uh, so. Bestlopecoffeeco.com. Dot com. Yeah, so what Jake's trying to say is if you want coffee that's good enough to make you want to slap your mom, your grandma, and your favorite aunt, Best Love Coffee is the way, place to go. It's Does where it you make go. you want to stab your, or slap your nana as you stab her? It gives you the ability to do both if you choose. Yeah, I mean... Speaking of which, I played... I actually played VR for like a good, you know, solid VR game for the first time this afternoon. Okay. Anyway... Moving on. Did you slap a nana in the VR? No, but I stabbed and shot people. Oh. It was fun. Anyways, so, oh, nice. <laughs> bestlovecoffeeco.com. 
Check them out. Subscribe. For sure. All right. And so for Dark Horse Comics, we got coming up uh, this upcoming Wednesday of June 16th, we have The Art of Rick and Morty, Volume 2 hardcover, Granville Integral hardcover, Grendel's Devil's Odyssey, number 7 of 8, Helsing Deluxe Edition, Volume 3 hardcover, House of Lost Horizons, a Sarah Jewel Mystery, number 205, Mad Men Library Edition, Volume 1 hardcover, Neil Gaiman's Norse the Mythology 2, 1 of 6, um, Rangers of the Divide, number 204, World of Black Hammer Library Edition, Volume 3 hardcover. Hey, Kyle, would you like to read Dark Horse, Com- I mean, DC Comics? This, this Kyle will read it. I mean, Mike. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, we should call Kyle. Hey, Kyle, need you to read the comics list? IDW? Okay. Yep. So, let's see here. Beauty of Horror, Color, Your Death. Oh, we don't care about tarot decks. Just the comics. Wait. <laughs> huh? Where are you at? Where am I at? DC. DC? DC. Oh, did I pass DC? Yes. I am sorry. I am, I, um, alphabetical order is escaping me. My you're bad. Good. You're good, uh, buddy. This, this, <laughs> this, is, this is why we record every Wednesday. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> DC Comics. Batman. Right. Fortnite zero point number five. Of six. Of six. Uh, let's see here. Batman. Fortnite zero point number five of six. Cover B. Oh yeah, don't yeah. worry about the variants. No, 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 no. Let him, let him continue. Let him continue. <laughs> <laughs> let him continue because when he gets to the like, there's stuff on the bottom. <laughs> All right, Batman, Fortnite, zero point number five of six. <laughs> Jeez. No, you don't have to read all of them. <laughs> okay. You're I was, just... I was gonna like let him continue until he like gave up. No, he's we're like, just, I'm just gonna do you it. Just, you don't have to worry about the like. <laughs> the I'm all in. <laughs> he's like, nope, we've started. Is Mustard Premium card stock variant E still part of Batman? That's yeah. the Batman Fortnite variant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I can go down to Catwoman then? You can. Batman Volume 3 there. Okay. Batman Volume 3 Ghost Stories. we got Catwoman number 32. Um, Deceased Hope at World's End hardcover. Uh, Flash Number 771. Ooh, about to hit the number 1,000 on that. Uh, Future State, the next Batman. TP? Yeah, so toilet paper. <laughs> trade That's paperback. Trade oh, trade paperback. Okay. <laughs> Legends <laughs> of the Dark Knight, number two. Let's see. Le- oh, there it is again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? Almost got him. Nightwing, number 81. It's kind of... It oh, man. Up. Holy moly. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Number 110. Oh, you missed one. Represent number oh, one. Represent number one. It's a one shot. One shot. Let's see. Static Maybe season that. number one. Uh, let's see later. Here. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number one. Let's see here. Superman, Red and Blue, number four. And then we got. Teen Titans, Beast Boy, hardcover. Um, Truth and Justice, number five. Sure. And there you and go. And there it is. There you have it. So, okay. Go. I'll go ahead and grab IDW. Okay. So we've got Chained to the Grave, number four. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 283. Godzilla, Monsters and Protectors, number three. Marvel Action, Captain Marvel Volume 2, number 4. 
Sonic the Hedgehog number 41, Star Trek Year 5 number 21, Star Wars The High Republic Adventures number 5, Transformers Escape number 4, Trans uh, sorry, and Usagi Yojimbo number 20. I think the Ghostbusters Transformers crossover is still going on too. I think so. Oh. Mm. Oh my gosh. I kept the Ecto ones of Transformer turns out. Oh no, what a surprise. Actually, that's that's really, kind of a cool idea. It is cool. You should that's go a very to the shop, cool check idea. it out. Yeah. All right. Image. So, Image, we have Compass number one. Uh, we have reprints for Geiger one and two. Uh, Good Asian number one. Home number three. Ice Cream Man number 24. Uh, Jim Lives, the mystery of the lead singer of The Doors. And the 27 Club trade paperback. Wow, Ooh, that that's is, a mouthful. That is a title, friends. <laughs> Juber's Legacy Requiem number one. There's, oh, wait, a, lot there's a lot of variants for that wow. one. Good lord. Uh, Radiant Black number four. Oh, and they're number doing, five. They're doing the Netflix uh, variants, so even though they just got canceled. Oh, gosh. Silver <laughs> Coin number three. <sighs> Uh, Stillwater by Zerdusky and Perez number eight. Time before time number two. Time There's time so many, time. so many variants. Oh gosh, Ultra Mega by James Heron number four. And that has a couple of variants as well. Goodness, there's a lot of variants. Walking Dead Deluxe number seventeen. And its variants. And, and its variants. Wow. All right, for Marvel it. Comics we have Alien number four. Captain America Annual number one. You bet your butt I'm picking that up. A uh, ton of variants for that. I'm super excited. Uh, Deadpool 30th Anniversary. Um, and then we have a couple what? variants for that. Yeah, Deadpool. Oh, no, wait. That's those are that's still a variant. Holy crap. Yeah. There's a ton of variants. That's Never mind. That's part of Captain America Annual number one. Wow. Uh, Demon Days Mariko number one. We have oh, that a, has a lot of a lot of variants. Fantastic Fourth number thirty three, not as many variants. Uh, Heroes Reborn number seven of seven. Have you guys picked that up yet? No. It is fun. It is fun. Definitely should check it out. Um, ton of variants. Holy crap! Wow. Um. Yeah. Right. So we have Heroes Reborn omnibus hardcover. Six of them. That's not a ton. Uh, Heroes Reborn. That's six this week. <laughs> you went crazy over that one after the Mariko variants, which is like twice as many. That's fair. Anyway, uh, sorry. I'm derailing <laughs> us. Heroes Reborn, Weapon X, and the Final Flight number one. Uh, Mighty Valkyries number three of five. Uh, the Spider... Oh, no, never mind. Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 27. Marvel Masterworks, Daredevil volume 15 hardcover. And then New Mutants number 19. Ugh, Summer's character design? Gross. Oh, 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 oh. That's Rachel Summer's character design variant. Oh. I just saw last Scott I just saw last... I just... Went to, Before I just, you rip on an actual person, listen, look at the name you're reading. Her last name is Summer. She's associated with him somehow. I'm okay. having a stroke. Planet Size X-Men number one. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Power Pack Classic Omnibus Volume 2 Hardcover. And then we have Star Wars 14. Mm -hmm. uh, Thor by Donny Cates, Volume 2. Prey Trade Paperback. 
And then Thor by Jason Aaron, The Complete Collection, Volume 3. Trade Paperback Venom, number 35, 200th issue. So there are by a the lot way. of variants. Wow. Yes, wow. naturally. X-Corp, number 2. And then a few variants. And the that. one that you skipped, um, Power Pack, The Powers That Be, Trade Paperback. Oh, I thought that was a variant. Good thing you caught it. Yep. That's why I watch. All right, now I'll grab Titan quick. Uh, Doctor Who Missy, number 3. Mickey Woodcock, the girl who electrified Tesla, number three. Oh wow, they've got different wow. titles than they normally do. Cool. So there's your comics. Let's go to your local comic book shop on June sixteenth. Uh, pick up some books. Pick up some new books. Check it out. Do a thing. And we're gonna take a break. Anyway, so main topic today, we are actually talking about obscure fandoms that kind of deserve um, a little bit of love. There's not a whole lot of them. I feel like as COVID has happened, uh, fandom, a lot of fan, oh, like a lot of previously obscure fandoms have become more popular. D and D being one of them. Um, you know, cosplay definitely has grown a ton since then. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about some obscure fandoms that were like cool. They could probably use a little more of attention and maybe something that we haven't tried out. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. LARPing. One hundred percent. I know in some places it's big. I I have never LARP before, but here's the thing: tiny here. If I could dress up like a wizard and throw bean bags at someone's face, <laughs> bet I will. I think I, the objective is to not actually hurt people. Well, right, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it would just be fun to just like. So I've heard of like I've heard of people doing LARPing like weekends, like where they have an area, and where like. The game is on. Like, you sleep, you sleep, you're sleeping. That's how long you rest for. Like, you, like, I've heard of games where, like, there are people that got killed in the game in their sleep because somebody woke them up and went, you dead. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've wanted for a long time to get a group of, you know, 15 to 20 guys together, uh, go, you know, out BLM somewhere where we can camp and be secluded but do paintball that would be two days and a night and be like like counter-strike type you know terrorist counter-terrorist teams against each other so like call of duty so it'd be yeah but it'd be like those guys costumes are awesome for modern warfare-esque larping i think yeah that is awesome the games are pretty fun we should talk paintball I know a guy that did that with Airsoft. He works with me. I should talk with them. That's cool. Like, anyway. See, like, that's, that's the kind of thing. Is just like, it would be... I, I don't think enough people LARP. You know, and granted, I know because some fandoms got more popular because of COVID. I, I think... crazy. You know how, like, uh, a lot of people nowadays are, like, going out and trying things and, like, doing stuff in the community and trying new activities. Like, people are a lot more open-minded with that kind of stuff. Right, like we, I went to a sketch comedy thing in Ridgeway the other day. Super nice. I'll tell you about it. It was hilarious. Um, the context of it all, of the stuff they were talking about. But it's like two, a year or so ago, I would have never probably, like that would have been on my radar. But because so many people are supporting these smaller things, people are doing that. I can see LARPing becoming one of those things. And it, it, it's a really awesome fandom. And from my understanding, you know, just going to like those... Um, it, okay, sorry. Just to pause. For, is this our main topic? 
Obscure fandoms, yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, yeah. gotcha. What? Yeah. So, um, sorry. As an intro- I, I, I missed the beginning of the LARPing oh, conversation sorry. of yeah. like, um, what? No. Uh, did we just go off on a tangent? We, a little bit. So my, my, a little bit, but it's within the Right, yeah, so my, scope my thing is, yeah. is like, LARPing is like one of those fandoms that's like, deserves a whole lot more of love than it, than it gets. I mean, I'm a big nerd. I've always mocked LARPing like hardcore. I I get that. But, I, but I understand. You, so I, you are you telling me that you would not enjoy dressing up like a Viking, getting all in there and just hacking down well, some I children? Would, I would absolutely enjoy that. It's just it's just one of those things when you're an outsider seeing this stuff happening, it's like what did I stumble upon <laughs> and where's my camera and how do I get that $10,000 from America's Funniest right. Videos? No, and I, I, I agree. It definitely, from the outside... Because from the outside, it looks ridiculous. It, it, But it definitely deserves some but, love. Yeah, like it does. I mean, yeah. obviously it's fun or people wouldn't do it. Right, like, so, to be honest, if someone, like, was, was like, it's, hey, you want to go LARPing Tuesday, I mean, I'd be like, yeah. you know what? I'm getting me some Nerf Swords. I will be there. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good release. It's... Escape it, uh, escapism at right. you know at its finest. You could, basically, you could make Beth your own child. I mean, there's it, <laughs> <laughs> there there are places now set up so so you can do LARPing for like a weekend where it's I mean it's scripted everything like they they've got uh you know they got people there that work for the company that puts it on and you know everybody that signs up comes for the weekend you know. Your, your character or and I think in some cases you're given a character to play or you get to choose what kind of character you want to play. Right. And they have events going on while you're there and it's like in a castle type setting. Right. Like sometimes I think when you sign up too, like you get signed kingdoms. Like have you ever watched the yeah. movie Role Models? Mm-hmm. With no, Paul Rudd? I haven't. So basically it's about these two kids at like LARP or whatever. Okay. Um, and in that setting, like they have a king of one side and king another and they basically like rent out this park for a weekend or whatever and it's like a weekend event and you kind of get assigned to like what you know like you pick a class kind of like D&D you do all this stuff and then you get assigned to a kingdom and then you like fight in the war for the weekend and that winner okay. takes like that king what rules the realm 2022 comic talk 616 goal find a LARPing thing we can do for a weekend somewhere <laughs> Dude, there's River Park in Palisades. And we will review it. We'll, we'll review the experience and talk about it on the show for Dude, that I'm saying week. we actually That'd hold a LARPing awesome. festival. Like, we've... Well, let's 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 go to one ourselves first, see how it's done, get an idea, there's and then small, maybe try to... Apparently, there's a small group in town. It's pretty small. I think yeah. it has, like, maybe there's, 15 people. There's some groups in... De- some bigger groups in Denver, too. Let's take a road trip to Denver and let's just LARP. <laughs> Larkin Shlama. But I, I wouldn't be I would totally Right. So that. that's to me to me that's like it's, it, you know, yeah. it's one of those fandoms where you're like, I'm aware of it because I'm a nerd, right? Mm. So it's like of course it's on my radar, but when you're getting more into like tabletop, which I mean that's it's the gateway drug. It's D and D's the gateway drug to LARPing. I mean, yeah, no, straight up. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if in two years, like I have like LARP weapons on my wall somewhere. I, well, and like, and if someone so were to in like have, home invasion, I would have 
LARPing weapons ready to... I mean, <laughs> I do, because of our Viking Friendsgiving, I have that, uh, the foam uh, battle axe, Ragnar Lothbrok's battle axe replica from Vikings. I mean, that's, that's a LARP weapon. Yeah. Makes a great costume piece. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so... Matt's currently ordering uh, Kyle's thing. We've got a uh, thing that depends and monster on his way. Kyle apparently has food poisoning, so uh, we're, we're going to help brother out. What else could we give him? What's really bad for food poisoning? Chafing cream. Hot sauce. Hot sauce, Hot sauce and <laughs> chafing cream. That's good. I'll, see if, chafing, I'll see if they have chafing cream. you got to get him some like, dude wipes. Dude wipes. <laughs> dude wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, some uh, poopery. <laughs> um, so, okay. So with that, what are some other fandoms <laughs> that we notice don't get very much love? Dude. Um, hobby uh, model building. Model oh. Building. Yeah. Um, it, it does. It's just in small circles. Right. So, like, I, on TikTok, I see more and more people building Gundams and Zoids. And I think right. some it's, of that I think is picked up too because of COVID. COVID. Yeah. But it like in the early nineties is really, really popular, especially the Gundam stuff was super popular. Well, and then any it just kind like, of models were pretty popular. Right. And then in it the just 90s. dipped down. Like cars cars and airplanes especially. Right. Like I you know. I, I think as far as like the fandom stuff goes, I think like, as far as nerdy fandom goes, yeah. Model building is definitely one of those things that I just doesn't get enough love. It doesn't get enough limelight. Like, you see some models, you're like, that's impressive that you built that, painted that, and stuff like that. But when you go to conventions, you don't see people, like, marveling at, like, someone who spent 70 With, plus with the hours. exception of, like, Denver Comic Con, hopefully they bring it back since they're part of uh, Fan Expo. Yeah. But they always have the big Lego display with people right. doing the big Lego like dioramas and stuff. Right. Well, like which fit kind of fits the same kind of thing. Right. Just Legos are pretty popular. Legos are like, more popular, but right. it's in, but in, plus, in, the, like, in like the model building sense, like for custom like do it yourself stuff. Right. It's like it's at the more mainstream, if you want, to, of model building. So if we we need as much of a like people, so look, right? Like so people, they're building straight models. Right, it'd, it'd be cool, like in an artist alley or something. Yeah. You know, like like they have the Lego displays, like you know, and sometimes like they have the huge like PVC models that they print mm-hmm. up. You know, that they have for, like DC and stuff. I think we need to show off some of the model, like Gundam models, where like people yeah. are like right. hand crafting, hand making these Gundam things, creating characters, hand making custom three D print models. Stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. been hundreds of hours and dude these things are nuts like i okay, watched one so, tiktok this guy did a time last in a minute 200 hours in this gundam dude it looks straight up from like animation screen to like it was stupid well it was so well done and it's just like that deserves to be displayed that deserves legitimate love because this is like you're wanting to have a dedicated to this fandom and this detail but like it takes such skill like you deserve recognition for that. And I yeah. think model making model making absolutely deserves more love. Yeah. It's it's a it's the craft it's like the cosplay that you don't wear. Mm-hmm. You know, like cosplay's crafty. It gets I mean, a lot of attention. A lot of cosplay is the model building that you wear. 
Right. They're, they're, they kind of can go hand in hand. Right. You know, the, the only difference is like theirs is displayed on a shelf rather than on your body. Yeah. And I and cosplay obviously is huge and has been huge. for quite a while. Well, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, there was another fandom that I had in my mind, but I'll see if I remember what it was again. <laughs> I'm going to be completely uh, honest. I totally miss Gundam. Like, I miss the being as big as it used to be. Yeah. Because it used to be really huge, but now it's it's still good. It's it kind of fizzled out. with other things. My, it's still out. good. It still comes out, but it's not. Yeah. It's never been as big. I do prefer Zoids. Get out of here. Get out. There, they have Can a we Zoid kick him out of his own get, studio? Dude, you have to, like, Zeke, like the dinosaur Zoid, that story arc was so good. Anyways, but the Gundam I got really into was the one where, like, they, like, Battled in tournaments and they had the gold touch. Yeah, I remember that, that. one. Was that was the best? Like they have one. They oh. have one they released fairly recently on Netflix. So it's called Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans, and it's about it's like freedom fighter people, and it's super good. So I was gonna mention when we were talking about LARPing. It's a little less on the nerdy side, but it is nerdy in its own way, um, like Civil War reenactments and oh, yeah. like other war oh, reenactments. Yeah. Those get a lot of hate, a, like a lot of hate from people, and it's like, why they're? No, I think this they're is, battle reenactments. This is, it's battle reenactments of historical yeah. things. I, I think it definitely does count. Like it's it's a formal larping for sure. But as far as a fandom goes, there are history buffs, and I think like it's. I guess I'd say it's a fandom. It's like, it, well, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm saying like it seems like that gets more hate than actual larping does. Yeah, it's like. And one of them, like... <laughs> well, those reenactment guys go all out, like... Oh, they yeah, but most LARPers sleep do, and too. eat just like then. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't... Yeah. Well, like, yeah, care. They, like, they too, basically yeah. method act the entire time, and, like, like they stop being gym from the office. And For the week like, or whatever, however long they're doing like, it. Yeah. Well, so I think they have, like, from... I had some... I have a historian... That's great. Something uncle... <laughs> Matt, but Matt, anyways, Matt knows a guy. Of I know he does. Yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, I know he does. Um, sorry. Can can we do a LARP history 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 reenactment of a uh, uh, Sparta, but specifically uh, <laughs> three hundred Sparta? This is Sparta. Just find a big hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so what we need to do is build there kids. are there are a handful of people that I would like to put in that. So no, this is what we need to do, right? Like kids are frust- <laughs> like parents are frustrated with their teenagers. We build a giant pool of like fill it up with like the foam squares. They do, and then parents pay five dollars to Spartan kick their kid into a, <laughs> the pit. Oh. I think oh, I was thinking just a pit with nothing at the bottom, just a hard floor, and just that's like fifteen, but not kids. That's and, like you know, about hundred feet though. down. We can't do that. <laughs> that's like fifteen dollars more though. If you don't want your kid to come back, you have to pay a five dollar. No, I'm not talking about kids. I think the Teenagers. people that you want to spark a kick will be a little more expensive. And <laughs> we're getting kind of close to murder. Are we recording? recording? Oh, Here's crap. the thing. Just a touch. When they buy the ticket, they're assuming all the responsibility, and it's not murder. It's That's a, it's, okay. It's a family so, time activity. It's a one in hundred chance whether you're going to be the guy that gets Sparta kicked into the pit. We roll a D hundred one hundred. If it's a roll of a one, you're the dude. So here, here, one in one hundred chance. I can't help it if Mike decides <laughs> to slip me a five dollar bill. I'm like, oh, looks like you're the one being kicked today. Accidents <laughs> happen. 
Oh, oh, they're oh, sorry. Talking about dice just made me remember a a uh, 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 a meme I saw the other day. It was like I don't know. I don't remember exactly the numbers, but uh, it was a a truck got wrecked and spilled dice on a highway. And the highway took like something like six hundred and seventy-five thousand d six damage. Anyway, so another another fandom. I think uh, I'm just thinking. I'm trying to think of yeah. trouble. Speed golf, like in the new Mario golf game. That Speed would be cool. Speed golf. Yeah, to actually What's... have. People get together. I've heard of speed golf, but I don't really and doing so. Like you're racing to the hole, so not only are you trying to get the ball in as less shots as you can to the hole, you do it as fast as you can. And everybody goes at the same time. Everybody tees off at the same. time. Oh, okay. Actually, that, that actually sounds, sounds like so fun cool. to me. Talking about sports, there's actually a sport where like knighting. I don't know what it's called, but you basically go in an arena. You dress like a knight. And, like, they do the whole festival thing, and you're actual athletes. So, hail Hydra. <laughs> um, so, so, basically, like, they have a boxing ring, and you go up against another dude with swords, and you literally fight like knights, and they have jousting and all this stuff. And it's an actual, like, tournament, and, like... Yeah, there are places like that, but people in the, just off the street can't... Right, no, but, it, like, there's, there's... It's an actual sport now, like... If you go to the weird side of ESPN, you can flip to this channel, and you can watch professional jousters. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, have you heard of Medieval Times, the restaurant? Yes. It's basically like that, which we went to the one in Dallas. It's it's fantastic. Is it? I want to go Food's good. So and it's like, it's like, the sword fights, it's not like what you see at most Ren Fairs, where... You know, it's it's, choreographed. it's it's fun. It's it's choreographed, and it is there too. But you know, the difference is like Renfair is like you know cheap. You know, twenty five thousand dollar budget film compared to multi million dollar film. And like the guys at Medieval Times, when their swords are hitting each other, sparks are flying off of them. Like they're going hard at it. Yeah, they're they're like, earning that paycheck. Their 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 lances are exploding. In the joust, I'm fairly yeah, sure they probably they probably uh, they have professionals. They have training, and trained, right? Professionals but that's, doing it. That's like another fandom that I Which don't that think one gets. Is, we need more places like that. It's fantastic. Right. No, we, it needs more like as far as like a historical reenactment stuff. That needs more love. Like nerdy stuff like that needs more love. Like people like, need to pay attention to. Yeah, There's cool. Like they had the jousting sword fights. They had a freaking falconer there. The falcon awesome. like had the falcon flying around, and it's like it's an arena, like, and you're surrounding the arena, sitting. You got your pewter dishware, eating half a game hen, you know, a thing, a little cup of soup, and you know all this stuff. Watching does, a does the good falcon show. like drop off like your salt and pepper packets? Just swoops down, drops it off. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's a fun experience, and I think we, yeah, we need more stuff like that. I it's, I agree. It's it's one of those fandoms that just does not. I don't even know if it's a, a fandom. I guess, but it's, it's, a, it's, it could be like, it's a nerdy thing. Like it deserves, it definitely deserves more love. Like there's a lot of stuff that's super awesome. Don't get me wrong. Cosplay, comic book collecting, card collecting, all that yeah. super fun stuff. It's easily accessible, but there's a lot of stuff that we can enjoy 
that it was we, more accessible. Yeah. Right. Like Matt and I have talked about opening like a game tavern where like you walk in, and the whole thing is dedicated to being able to play D anD D. Like we need or tabletop games, tabletop games. Like we need yeah. stuff like that where it's just like completely immersive. The whole ex- like the experience, the game, and the world are all one. You know, like, the moment you walk through a door or you get where you're at, like, you become, you literally become part of the fandom, and it just doesn't stop as, like, putting on a costume, I guess. You know, going back to, like, uh, paintball or airsoft type stuff, we don't have, like, especially where we are, we don't have anything like that happening. Not anymore. I I always thought it'd be cool to get your, like, get my hands on an abandoned, like, big office building or something and mm. turn that into something or if you could get your hands on you know several hundred acres of land where you could do a bunch of stuff yeah well anymore yeah, like just stuff it kind of dropped off a lot which it, it's unfortunate it dropped off a lot in a lot of areas but there are a lot of areas where it's still doing, going yeah. really strong yeah. well there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are doing airsoft now and they do like scenarios with that mm-hmm. yeah where they do like all kinds of crazy stuff they you know there's some some more sci-fi Type ones, but there's some that are just like pretty normalized. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember Six Flags used to have a live event where it was a whole Batman show. I mean, buildings exploding and stuff. They'd have fire oh, yeah. come up. It uses Batmobile in the little arena, and it was a really cool experience. Yeah, there's that was, that back was to awesome. the airsoft thing too. Like I don't. It's like in Minnesota or Michigan or so, somewhere up there around the Great Lakes. There's a place that has like thousands of acres of land, and they get thousands of people come in for like a weekend, and it's just big warf like big team warfare. They I know have vehicles that, and everything. It's I know awesome. a guy that does that or did that. I would love to do that. I know a guy. That, I know a guy. That does so there, yeah. another kind of that isn't really touched on is like simulation stuff. So like we, uh, you and Dylan did it uh, for Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, remember that? What was that game where? Oh, like Artemis. Yeah, they had a a modified version, and I think it was basically Artemis. They had like similar for Star Trek, but it was a stuff. I think it it might have even been Artemis, honestly. It might have been right, but But they had it set up for like the yeah. It's 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 a portion of like your your own device. Yeah, it's your station on the ship. Well, with this, they had them set up in like a room. Yeah. They had like consoles. See, that would that would be fun. Have 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 a setup like that for something as simple as Artemis even. Complete setup, have one big TV for your main screen yeah. on your bridge, and then have different stations set up right. for people to come. No, so like, like so simulation stuff like that, that it's like it's it's a very niche thing. Not a lot of people do it, and honestly, like yeah. I bet people would do it if they knew it was out there. Well, yeah, the thing is, that, like, it dropped off, but, like, it was cool. It was super cool. Oh, yeah, I'd like to... That's another thing. I'd like to get together, you know, stream Artemis sometime. But I'd like to... I'd like to set it up. Like, we could set... Even in this room like this, we could... Set up we could set. We could set up ahead of time, like, yeah. the day before or something. Yeah. You know, set up some... Like, almost poster-type stuff, set, or even green screen around the room. And have, you know, main screen and then stations all set up like this was a bridge. That would be fun. That would be cool. We have yeah. uh, multiple cameras set up for a streaming, for a live stream. That'd be interesting. For but, sure. Yeah, so it's like there's, like, I've heard of, it's like, several different, like, simulation options and stuff like that. And, you know, some even, like, some medieval things and some 
like time travel, like basically like any type of simulation thing. And it's a very like again small niche yeah. fandom thing that like is almost non-existent unless you're in the community. Like it's well, it's a very obscure fandom for sure. Remember that uh, Nottingham thing we talked about, where basically like you're part of the story, and certain people can affect the stories basically if you like buy into it. Yeah. But that's a simulation thing too, where it's crazy, a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it's it 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 seems like what I'm noticing is a lot of these fandoms actually have to do real with like real person immersion, where like you physically have to get involved, and I think what it is is just like, other than the model thing, I think what it is is like there's a level of like, I don't want to say dignity, but like insecurity that you've got to drop in order to like immerse yourself and to really enjoy, it. and I think it's, it's one of those things where you should just do it. Like I would, I would love to LARP. I would love to do some like full immersion fandom stuff, you know, cause it's just like, here's the thing. Anyone can cosplay and take a picture and look hot. That doesn't like, no, like the cosplay portion of the making of I it can. is like, it's, it's hard, but to walk around and just let people take pictures of you doesn't, it's, it's not hard. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's a thing, you know, but, but it like, yeah. It there, there's just something else when you like really have to be like become a character. Be the character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it has to be functional and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 one of those things. I I think basically, what it boils down to is full immersion character acting in in fandom is needs needs more love. I think is what we're when it comes down to like more people need to start doing stuff like they don't need to but they should yeah. they should start like exploring that side of fandom. So, and, yeah. Getting crazy with it, having Another, fun. There's one. There's one I miss the fandom. Uh, I miss. And we talked about combat sports a little bit, and I think with the new technology we have, combat sports. Yeah, we talked a little bit about like combat, different combat mm-hmm. sports, a few. Yeah, but I think something we're missing that we really could get into now because now we have like more technology to do it. We need more robot wars. Yes. <laughs> that oh would yeah. Be cool. That's. Cause like they, it, I mean, I think I hear there, I hear rumor that there's still stuff going on with that like, organization. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's like tiny. they do YouTube stuff or something like that. They used to have a like a prime time TV show. Yeah, they used thing. to have a cable network. That, Gosh, yeah. it was so good. Out. Like I remember, it was so much fun watching those. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just it'd just be like normal I, people. I would put, I'd these be money bets on my grandfather. Robots. I'm like, this guy's gonna well, like. It was called BattleBots. Yeah, BattleBots was the yeah. big one. It was one of them. Uh, there one was of them. Yeah, there was a couple of them, I think. And then yeah. they even put a few of those uh, robots on Big Bang Theory, the TV show. Oh they brought yeah, them on show and had a little episode with some oh, of them. But I'm but like. I think that with the amount of, like, stuff we have now with, like, 3D printing and a lot of, like, little parts that are easy to make now, or we have, like, different ways to form stuff. Can we... Mm-hmm. So this... this Mech Wars. You know, Take it to the next level. There's another ex- obscure fandom that... Can, can we just... Can we bring back cockfights? Pretty sure that's illegal. I mean, we haven't had... <laughs> 
I think it needs more love, man. I think that uh, <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> I'm totally joking. It's just funny because I thought of that before Matt even brought up the battle. Oh, you're thing. just like chicken fights. <laughs> yeah, um, like I've been sitting on this for a I mean, while. We can go to Mexico. I know a guy, and then let's do cockfights, and then bring back dog fighting. I think that's Clifton. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good wholesome. In, no, I'm, it's good I'm wholesome told, family. I'm fun. totally joking. I am not for <laughs> you know. I am. Not a Ant proponent Wars. of animal abuse <laughs> at all. No, <laughs> no, the is fun. Unless it's cats, birds. they can do that. They're, they're yard birds. You eat them Those after. Cats. Those are cats. It's, see, it's, there's not cockfighting. It's called uh, pretenderization. Yeah. Tenderizing. <laughs> Tenderizing the bird. That's right. Try and get it. Like, man, this chicken's really tender. Yeah, we got to pretenderize. This chicken is very scarred. That's weird. Yeah. I think I found a beak in my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like Mr. Clucker's beak. <laughs> wow. Oh. That broke is, down. Is, is this... Is this a bionic beak? What the... <laughs> um, it's a robot chicken. Anyway, sorry. No, no. No, I, I think... Uh, I think, like... Battle Wizard battles in yeah, so like well, full full of like full immersion fandoms. I, think I mean, definitely I, yeah, okay. Sure. So okay, here's something that's actually kind of cool for Harry Potter fans. Like both my older girls, they had uh, at the middle school had a Quidditch. Um, oh yeah, they, they, so they would have Quidditch like team. Quidditch matches. Yeah, that's cool. Like Annalise, I helped Annalise make a pretty cool broom for it. <laughs> I, it's very nerdy, but it's it's LARPing, and they have no, a lot of fun with it. I think, yeah, like, the full immersion, like, experiences don't get enough love, and there's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, they really are, and I think people should, they should and try. And that was a good way to get the kids out and do, you know... Physical activity. Physical activity. I remember... You have kids that need to settle a beat? Put them in some night armor and have them beat the crap out of each other. Well, okay, so... <laughs> When my dad was a kid, <laughs> he's like, "I have a story." When my dad was a kid, uh, my grandpa they had a pair of boxing gloves. <laughs> when the boys would have arguments, they get the gloves out. I mean, nothing major, but yeah, you just throw on some horses, give them some jousting sticks. You know, the weaker sibling dies, yeah. and the older one is right. Whoever lives is right. Solve. Just make so- sure you have the larping weapons and not the real ones. Oh, oh, I was. I remember that's why Jake's twin is no longer among us. Well, I remember as a kid, we basically kind of did. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> D and D, except we would yeah, act it out. So we would draw up our characters, talk about their powers, put it all put it all out, roll dice on like which powers do how much damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would we made our our own costumes. We'd go out in the front yard. There's like eight of us in our neighborhood. <laughs> that's the way we would play. Nice. Um, but it was fun. I remember having weekends where we did that all Saturday, man. And it'd be so hot because it was in Texas. And we'd be all sweaty and we're wearing like a sweat outfit because we're a ninja or <laughs> whatever our character was. But it was so much fun, especially as a kid. Like, that was super cool. Even if your costume looked lame, you had fun because you got to wear your costume and. Well, I think, yeah, 
I think people are starting to do it a little more where they incorporate stuff in, where they're like, if they're having real fun, if they're, you know, people, there's a lot of gaming streams right now, but I think there's some people that are starting to like start to go that way or they're getting that way where they're like introducing props and stuff like that. No, they, awesome. they should like, here, here's the thing. I, I think fandom needs to be an ever growing, expanding, um, plane of existence right like I, I don't think fandom could ever settle into something right because it's 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 it has to be innovative right you can't just rely or like the community just can't rely on like the same things right it's got to grow it's got to adapt and it's got to like push further you know and you know a few years ago D wasn't that popular now it's extremely popular you know and more people are into it now than ever you know, and then like, what's the next thing after that? And as it, as fandom expands and more people get involved, it's going to change, and we're going to start things that come from the underground get surfaced again and have it grow. You know, and and I think the what I see in the future of fandom is although the immersion fandom, the side of fandom, doesn't get a love, I think in the next ten to fifteen years we'll start seeing a lot more of that. Honestly. Yeah. I think we'll start seeing because like France just like a, not even like what was it two years ago made li- lightsaber dueling like an official sport. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's just like I mean, maybe sometime it'll be a better country. <laughs> first steps, baby steps. We never wanted them in the first place. Um. So are they going to the shower? <laughs> you know that. They, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just gonna get like this pop up from Anchor, but like you have been canceled. Have in France, <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, I'm like our countries, countries are listening to us. France will just disappear. Like you just see like a negative. Like somehow, like people have died not wanting to listen to us. <laughs> or in France, wow. declare. All right. So, um, anyway, so like, but, like people that's... re-uploaded our stuff and didn't listen to it. <laughs> So, it's it's one of those things where immersion fandom is growing, you know, and yeah, it's cool. It's they're they're combining with sports, and it needs more love and it needs more attention. So, if you have a lot of time on your hands, like some people do, go to your backyard and hit some hit each other with some sticks. Heck yeah! Dress your dog like the Barlog and larp it out. You'd make a bar log, make a super smash bros arena and knock each other off. Yeah. (laughs) No, like, you know, like those giant water obstacles dress up like Bowser and American Ninja. (laughs) Yeah. Like American Ninja meets Super Smash Bros. I guess that that might kind of tie in is there used to be a lot of like, there used to be more uh, like stuff to promote games where they'd have like. Like Wipeout, you guys remember that show? Yeah. Well, they had stuff like that where they'd set up like crazy arenas for stuff. And it really didn't follow the game, but it was just to promote it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fandom (laughs) stuff. There's there's stuff. There's a lot of series that we don't really get to. We're not getting to those today. Uh, Just like. I think that it's important that there's a lot of other events as well that we expand the areas that we don't usually think because that's the first thing you think when you thought of like 
fandoms or series is like you don't get enough love, but we do that. We've done that before. I like how we like talked about like a lot of like activities that definitely could use some attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick up a lightsaber. Hit. Hit. Just get violent, man. Man, somebody dress up as Jason. Rent out a bunch of cabins. How about it? <laughs> Dude, yeah, and actually, make it the ultimate game of hide and seek. Oh man! Actually, a LARPing so cool. ty- style thing where That'd you did cool. that would be fantastic. Right. That'd be awesome. Like you have one person who's it dresses up as Jason, and but at any time during your camping trip, he could just disappear, dress up, and then the game is on. Mm-hmm. That'd be so cool. That'd be fun. Until someone actually dresses up like Jason and kills him. And then there's a pounding outside. Oh, no, like... he's just a demon. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's not Jason? No. I don't have, yeah. a, I don't have a lake. That's got a sad face. Oh. Why would I, guess, I, I guess none of us are attractive camp counselors, so... We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So well, uh, with that... No, uh, we're going to go send Kyle some Depends and end this episode. Uh, yeah, so thank you for listening. Guys, don't forget to check us out on Wednesday mornings about 8.30. Um, we will be on Instagram and Facebook doing the Midweek Nerdy News Break at Best Slope Coffee. So be sure to check that out and get that daily dose of coffee. Uh, and nerdy news, you know, have a little coffee break with us. Morning, yeah. morning show, talk show. Yeah, every Wednesday, every Wednesday, all day. Daily on Wednesdays. Daily on Daily Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. Wednesday. <laughs> I guess that is every day. That is Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daily on Wednesdays. Eight thirty sharp Mountain Time. All right. Not so, sharp. Yeah. Anyways, I am Jake, aka Lord Facedat. I am Matt the Moon Baron, the starter of weird episodes. I am Mike, the Beak Fur. You guys have a good week. I'm Steve. I'm going to leave you with this. It's from a meme, but you don't really have to see the picture for it to make be good. And it goes along with some of what we've talked about tonight. My wife called me immature. So I banned her from my cardboard box fort. Good night, everybody. Facts.